1: well for when I'm a
2: billionaire.
3: Well hello again, South Florida entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Welcome to Scoring Your Business, a program brought to you by Palm Beach Score. Of course you know about Score because we have been in Palm Beach County for 41 years and have helped more than 30,000 small business owners build and grow their businesses. But did you know that we have more than 60 certified mentors who volunteer their time, energy, and expertise to help our clients succeed, regardless of the business or the challenge they are facing? And all of our mentoring services are absolutely free. Today we are going to talk about a subject most small business owners dread nearly as much as a root canal, and to them, almost as painful and as expensive. Of course, we are talking about marketing and what a business winds up paying to acquire a customer. Consider this. If you spent $75,000 to buy a one-time, one-page advertisement in the Wall Street Journal and you receive zero customers, as one distraught entrepreneur reported to us, whatever you spend on the next marketing effort increases your average cost to acquire a single customer. Marketing is the holy grail of small business success, but it is also the area where the most money is wasted by small business owners. I am Penny Pompey, a certified SCORE mentor and a successful serial entrepreneur, but effective marketing programs has always been one of those challenging quests. Once in a great while, I can trace a new customer to a specific marketing vehicle, but usually they arrive unannounced, And even they don't know how they heard about us. Successful marketing for a small business owner is measured by how little they need to spend to acquire a customer. If every new customer is secured by referral, then the cost of acquisition is zero. If every new customer comes through the website, then the cost of acquisition is the original investment plus ongoing cost of maintaining your website. If a new customer comes in from a combination referral, website, social media posting, print ads, then the cost of acquiring that one customer is the total of the costs invested in all of those promotional opportunities. It's pretty clear that if you invest 75,000 and don't get a single bite, that is not something you ever want to do again. But what if you got 10 sales from that ad? Was it worth $7,500 per customer to get that sale? If you are selling $10 widgets then clearly the answer is no. Even if they are a long-term customer it will take decades to recoup your initial investment. But if you are selling 100,000 jet engines with a 50% profit margin, paying a $7,500 acquisition cost may be acceptable especially if they become a repeat customer. With two orders, your acquisition cost drops to $37.50. With 10 orders, your acquisition costs to $750. How does a small owner decide the best way to spend their usually pretty small marketing budget? An easy answer is networking. But meeting new people, shaking hands, conversing, and then following up takes time. And that is a commodity in very short supply for entrepreneurs. Plus, what are the odds that someone you meet at a networking event is even interested in what you have to sell, whether it be a product or a service? Most small business marketing advice on the web focuses on Facebook and websites, But if you are a B2B business, does a big presence on Facebook really do you any good? Sure, a robust website is mandatory. It is what the Yellow Pages used to be for business. If you don't have a website, you don't exist in the minds of many potential customers. But a great website is only a start. Marketing, PR, and communications is now a mandatory consideration for small business owners, and it is critically important that their business budget include money to promote their business. Now we are back to how much money and where should it be spent? The question presents the perfect segue to introduce today's guests, both of whom have developed businesses specifically designed to help other small business owners get the marketing, PR, and communications help. It is the most appropriate for their business. Melissa Perlman is the founder and CEO of Blue Ivy Communications, which focuses, obviously, on communications, but also what she calls strategic PR. Kate Volman is the founder and CEO of KateVolman.com, which focuses on helping companies establish themselves as a thought leader in their industry. We all have much to learn from these two influential marketing thought leaders. Welcome to the program, Melissa and Kate. Now, let's start by each of you telling us a little bit about why you established your firms. Good Melissa, after- let's go with you. <laughs>
0: Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Melissa Perlman as Penny said, and um, I am the founder and CEO of Blue Ivy Communications. Blue Ivy Communications is a South Florida-based PR and communications agency. Um, And basically, we focus on providing positive exposure for businesses, nonprofits, and organizations in the media. And by media, I mean the print newspaper, online newspaper, blogs, broadcast TV, and broadcast radio. Um, We focus on highlighting our clients, um, learning about who their true audience is, who their customers are, and then sharing their stories with that right audience. Um, We do that through press releases, pitches, story angles, Um, as well as events, um, speeches, et cetera. It's a fun and exciting um, job for my team and I at Blue Ivy Communications because we really get to the core of what a business is, um, whose needs they're trying to meet, what solutions they're trying to provide, and um, we get to tell their story to the media and um, really persuade reporters and journalists um, why their audience needs to know about this business or or this nonprofit organization. Um, so it's a fun job for us, and, um, and it's great when we're able to get our clients into the media and get
1: them that positive exposure um, that they need. Okay, Kate,
3: same question for you.
1: So I love that you asked why did you start your business because that is a great question because I have been – working with small business owners for years, most of my career. I worked at the Boca Raton Chamber of Commerce for about eight years. I had a great relationship with SCORE down in the South County. And I do a lot of programs and workshops. I also worked at the West Palm Beach Community Redevelopment Agency. And throughout all of the work that I was doing with these businesses, I found that they had the same challenges in marketing. We, like you said, we're, they're re- we're reading and we're lo- looking at blogs and we're looking at videos and we're saying, oh, Instagram and Snapchat and all these. We're trying to keep up with all of this marketing when really we have to get back to the basics and figure out who our target market is, who we're really trying to reach. And I believe that every business owner truly believes that they have the best product and service. They They just wanna shout it off the rooftops. They think everyone, they do have an incredible story. They have stories about how they've helped their clients and customers, and so what I do is really go in and help them tell that story in a more unique and different way through content, to be shared on social media, and then also to build better relationships with their clients and their customers and their audience online and offline.
3: Wow, okay. (laughs) Very well said, both of you. It um, sounds like you've a- asked, answered that question before. <laughs> so. um, one of the things that's, uh, that I picked up that's key between the two of you is for the customer or the small business owner to understand who their target market is. And my experience working with small business owners is that they don't always know that. They don't always know... Who is going to buy what it is they have to sell? And can you help them figure that out?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we're so close to our business. I mean, everybody, right? So we, mm-hmm. we have the same thing. I have the same thing in my business where I'm like, oh, right, that doesn't really make sense. Like if somebody else is looking at it from a third-party perspective. And I'll share an example of I was working with someone who has a – an online, like a subscription model type online for exercise, so you can jump on and it's like a twenty dollar a month, and you have unlimited amounts of like yoga classes and weight training and all of these things. And what was happening was he was marketing with big guys with big muscles and like women with like six pack abs, and it was just, and and yoga teachers who were like doing all these crazy poses. And so I was wa- looking at all this marketing stuff and he was spending tons and tons of money on marketing and I said so let me ask you a question cuz he's a really fit guy I said who I said would you stay at home and do exercise like, and exercise <laughs> and he said no I go yeah I wouldn't either cuz like we are very active and fit and, and and I go to the gym every day and like we're out there and we're we're heavy lifting and that's our lifestyle I said the the people that you're marketing to are are like moms that are they don't have time to go to the gym or or people that are they're kind of embarrassed cuz they want to start losing weight and they don't wanna see pictures of a six pack ab. That's not where they need to be. They just wanna lose a little bit of weight and feel a little bit better about themselves and maybe lose a dress size or two. And and it's merely more around that, instead of the muscle head meat guys that has a very different kind of um what they're looking for. And so just that changed his whole outlook on the right I mean, even the writing. It was just so hardcore fitness buff. And instead of, hey, targeting the soccer, like I hate to call them the soccer mom, but like a mom or or whoever would actually like turn on the TV and do a workout in their home. So it's a very specific kind of person. And I think he didn't really recognize that. But as an outsider, I noticed that immediately. So I think it's really important for everyone to really figure out, are you really targeting? What does your message say? So that it's speaking directly to the person, directly to the pain points of those people. And again, I think that sometimes we're so in our own head and in our own mind and in our own world that we forget. Like sometimes I forget in the marketing world when I throw out SEO and Facebook ads and using Facebook ads manager. And I forget that business owners are, aren't like, yeah, I know what that means.
3: <laughs> no, they don't. Right.
1: So, and same thing with you when you're talking about press releases and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to take ourselves out of our own out of our own element. And the only way in which to do that really, I believe, is to talk to people in other industries and get their feedback about the way that we're marketing our products and services.
0: And I would add to that, that um, I have so many clients that I work with that they tell me about their business. And then I ask them, well, what are your goals in terms of PR, public relations? Where do you want to see yourself? And they'll say on the cover of the New York Times, or Forbes, on Forbes magazine. <laughs> Oprah in
3: exactly. the Queen. What up, <laughs> Oprah?
0: Exactly. <laughs> or um, on you know the Today Show. And one of the first conversations that um, my team and I have to have with that client is, okay, well let's get started locally, or let's get started within our industry, and let's grow from there. Um, and sometimes like Kate was saying with the you think that what your your business is the most important thing to you so you assume that's everyone else that will be great and they'll want to write about it and this is a and and people that you tell your friends and your colleagues, they're all saying your story is so great. You have to get this into the newspaper. You have to tell a a TV station about this. This should be up there. And unfortunately, there's more businesses, there's more stories, there's more people than there is space in the media. So one of the things that I get into with clients is figuring out the story angle that will get them that positive exposure. And
3: that's the hook, right? What is the hook? Exactly. The hook
0: that will spin it in a way that the reporter, the journalist, the outlet, would be interested in and want to share that with their audience. And sometimes it's not the exact story that you want or you think of first and foremost for your business. Sometimes it's a little bit different. And a great example of that is I had a client a couple of years ago now, and they were a dry cleaning, um, a dry cleaning delivery business. So they came to your house or your business, and they picked up your dry cleaning. It was cleaned um et cetera, and brought back to your home, so hung up on the door or brought to the office, and this would save you time. However, there were many of these businesses popping up all over South Florida three, four years ago, sort of like the um, serve yourself frozen yogurt, they're everywhere, (laughs) which is great. But how are you going to get a local media outlet to write about you when there's five others, unless it's a trend story that this is like taking over South Florida businesses and this is um, such a big shift. But it really, it wasn't that big. So it, there had to be some other angle. So what that business and I ended up doing is we created a contest. And it was actually a social media based Facebook contest that we asked um uh, fans or customers or potential customers on Facebook in the area to tell us how um, that they'd rather spend their time doing X, Y, Z than dropping off their dry cleaning. So we were getting submissions from I'd rather spend my time walking my dog than dropping off my dry cleaning. (laughs) I'd rather spend my time dancing. I'd rather spend my time running, whatever it was. So we, we flipped it and said, what does this time that pickup and delivery dry cleaning um, offer you? What does it save you? And um, we took all the submissions and then gave away a free month of dry cleaning The contest, that campaign, that social media campaign contest, that's what got the article in the Sun Sentinel Mm. because we pitched that to the Sun Sentinel business section um, and local Boca forum. And they wrote an article about how this local pickup and delivery dry cleaning business launched this contest to showcase that their service saves people um time and what does that offer them so it got to the the niche of what their you know what their solution was and what they were trying to tell people so it was a great business story but the the hook as you said penny was actually that contest and that just changed up a little bit and
1: and you know what i love about that so much is that now you have all of these people talking about what they love to do and that's going to spark ideas of oh i didn't really think about it i just drop off my dry clean like it's something i have to do but you're right i don't and then it and then now in their in their minds they have the story of like that's saving time mm-hmm. i have i can buy my time back by hiring this service and that's going to get someone who is maybe on the fence about like oh i'm not going to spend money on that
3: yeah, service yeah it it's like
0: a positive thought in their yeah. mind when they think about that business
3: All right, ladies, that's uh, an amazing story. Congratulations on finding that hook, because otherwise, as you said, it didn't have a hook. Exactly. To our listeners, it is time for us to take a very quick break so we can bring you some important messages.
2: Blue Ivy Communications is a South Florida-based public relations and communications agency. Looking to get your business positive exposure and media coverage? Blue Ivy can help. Need assistance with the grand opening of a restaurant, store, or company? Blue Ivy can help. Blue Ivy has been successfully securing media coverage for their clients for the past seven years. Blue Ivy represents businesses of all sizes in a variety of industries, including health, legal, medical, Recovery, restaurant, travel, corporate, and nonprofit. Contact the team today by visiting Blue Ivy emailing info at Blue Ivy Communications.com, or calling
0: 561-310-9921.
2: Welcome back to Scoring Your Business on 900 AM,
3: the talk of the Palm Beaches. This is Penny Pompey, and we are talking with Melissa Perlman and Kate Volman about meeting small business marketing needs with a limited budget. So let's talk about a different subject matter, which is blogging. So I think that you have a blog, right, Kate? Yes. Um, so I know that once in a while I get that inquiry from, um, from our clients saying, gee, should I start a blog? Because... They know a lot about their industry, and they would like to share that knowledge. So, however, it is a very time-consuming thing to put onto your website. So, should they? Shouldn't they? What would you advise?
1: All right. I love when people ask me, should I? Because I don't know, right? Like, I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. So, when companies say to me, should I blog? well we need to figure out what it is that you're trying to do because blogging there's very specific reasons to blog so what's great about blogging is that it helps with search engine optimization and helps you get found so i had somebody came came to me and said i've been blogging for months and months and nothing's happening so i took a look at their blogs and they had no keywords in there and the key by keywords i mean they weren't using The words like when when I say to people, hey, do you want to be found on Google on page one? Everyone raises their hand. I go, do you know what keyword phrases you want to be found for? Because you can be page one on Google for relationship advice. But if you sell dry cleaning, then that doesn't mean anything (laughs) to you. Right. So if you're going to be if you want to get found online and and. Blogging is a way in which you can do that. You have to figure out what are those keywords and keyword phrases, and by that, that I mean, if you're a gym, then you know best gym West Palm Beach or gyms. Should I hire a personal trainer? Or you have to think through or workouts or something, right? Yeah, great. Best workouts in West Palm. So we have to really dis- decide what are the keywords we want to be ranked for, and then you're you're figuring out what kinds of blogs or you know that your blog articles have to include those keywords. That is telling Google, that's helping Google let people know, or that's letting Google know what it is that you do so that when people start searching for that, you'll get found. Now, blogging is a super long-term play because depending on how competitive your keywords are, it might take a really long time to get results. So blogging is definitely something that you can add to your marketing plan, but there's a lot of other things. You know, Instead of just saying, should I blog? It goes back to who's your customer How can you create content that's going to be meaningful to them? You know, I quote unquote blog, but really I do videos. I do video blogs. I do Facebook Live. I'm all about video. And that's the way that I want to communicate with people. So whether you're choosing to write or you're choosing to do videos, you have to really decide who is my market and how do I really want to give them this information? And again, kind of doing it in in more... Fun, unique way. So I had a client that he has a voice over IP company. And he said, you know, I want to do videos because everyone's talking about videos. And he said, I'm, so I came in and met with him and he said, um, "Yeah, so I think I'm going to do these videos about voice over IP. And I was like, cool, that sounds boring. <laughs> and so we started talking about like, who do you really want to be in front of? So he wants to be in front of CEOs, executives that are making the decision sales managers, things like that. So I said, cool. So we had this whole conversation and we decided he really wanted to build his brand and make more, let more people know about him and his business. So we decided to do for him to do a Facebook live show every week. So every Friday at 10 a.m. He was going to do this show. And then we decided what it would be about is not about voiceover IP, because who's going to tune into that? We were going to find the top Like tech and really cool, influential entrepreneurs in South Florida, bring them on the show. And this guy, Eric, was going to interview them. That's exactly what we did. So we started this show. Oh, and we decided, okay, what are we going to call it? It's got to be unique. So where do most tech companies start? In a garage. So uh, we named the show Sitting in a Garage with Eric. We actually did the show in a garage, it was a storage unit and we got a couch and it was a whole thing and we started doing this show and every week on Friday at 10 a.m. he did that he was doing the show and interviewing really cool people in the area I mean just like incredible entrepreneurs like the owner of Delivery Dudes um, Dan Kane with Modernizing Medicine like really cool people that are making a huge impact in South Florida and It was awesome. He got so much exposure. So one day, after a couple weeks of doing the show, he calls me up and says... Oh, my gosh, I was just at Publix, and somebody stopped me and said, hey, you're that garage guy. <laughs> and so it started to build his brand. And now not only does it did it help to get his face out there, he gets asked now to be on shows and different people's podcasts. So people start to get to know who he is. And he's also got to build relationships with people who he might not otherwise had the opportunity to meet. Because of course, a lot of these people say yes to being on a show, mm-hmm. but maybe they don't have time to like sit down and have lunch with him. But now he's cultivating those relationships, which will hopefully in turn, in, turn into business so. and other things. Um, so that's been really great for him and his business. So again, when people say, should I blog or should I do videos? It's more around, what are you trying to do? And let's figure out that goal. And then re- let's reverse engineer success and figure out how we're going to get there and very unique and creative ways to reach your audience.
3: Okay, that was uh, a long answer to a short question, <laughs> but it was good. It was a good answer. I feel like it's so good to have the stories, yeah. right? Because it's it like helps. we
1: we can all give this, like you know, to focus on your target market and and do do the right thing. Yeah, no, when you can but...
0: identify with another small business or medium sized business that is doing something similar to you or came up with a out there idea that you can relate to.
1: Yeah, or you can, you know, quote unquote copy. Yeah, borrow. Yeah, borrow. I like it.
3: (laughs) Um, One of the things that you brought up um, that both of you had mentioned is uh, your brand, creating your brand, enhancing your brand. And I read a quote uh, when I was doing research for this show that that I really liked. And so I want to get you to weigh in on this, which was, a brand is not what we tell the consumer it is it's what the consumer tells others it is. So that's a new concept for me. I mean, it makes sense, it's completely logical. But, so when you create this garage guy, um, you are creating a brand that the consumer will carry forward, right? Not about him or his business, really. It's what the message that's out there, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: It reminds me of um, when people ask what is public relations or what is branding, and I define it as well, or like how is it different from advertising, that sort of thing. Like, there's always a question: what's the difference between marketing and advertising, and PR or branding? Um, And it has that exact same quote that you, um, that Penny, you just provided. It's advertising is you telling the audience or the customer what you're selling, what you're doing. branding or public relations is having that audience or that customer tell others what you're doing so it's sort of building that um, that ground um, that groundswell of exposure and talking about it's the referrals it's the reputation management it's um, it's the content it's the talking um, and it's critical with when you're creating developing and getting um, a message out there because it's that message that people remember that they take back with them and then they remember your company or your your um, um, business by Um, you could tell and this goes back to what you said at the very beginning with the seventy five thousand dollar ad in the wall street journal or wherever it is and there's always that question of ROI and, and would you pay that and is it a guarantee? Um, I, from my perspective in the public relations world, I always ask people, when you're watching the news and you're um, watching a segment about a local business or a, a person and they're writing a profile or they're showing a profile on um, on this person, the standout person that just saved someone or that they started a business and talking about how great they are. You're tuning in, you're interested, you're watching because it's interesting. There's, you know, the anchor talking, there's the video, there's the all, of, all that creative movie style stuff that goes into it. And then they go to a commercial break. And the commercial is like 30 seconds or a minute. And are you really paying attention? Like sometimes if they're really good, no. half the time you're sort of like, you know, uh, running to grab something in the kitchen or taking right. your dog out, whatever it is. And um, that's what I always tell people about, um, you know, getting an article or you know, in Kate's case, having that the blog out there or something versus that and an ad over here. So if you're, what are you as the viewer or the reader um, trusting more? You're trusting the news segment. You're trusting the news article. You're trusting um, the byline piece versus the picture of the ad. We've sort of been trained to look past those. Um, and that's a huge um, question when someone's deciding where to spend their money when building their brand Um that figuring out what people are going to trust and where you want your message to be and, and how you think people will take it, whether it's a, you know, a segment on the news or an article or a picture on the back of a magazine um, that people know you paid for.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I have to tell you that $75,000 story is true. That's it was a, a young woman who had raised $80,000 to launch her business, and she thought that Her business, her product, was something every single business owner in the United States would want to buy. So she didn't have a target market other than you had to be a business owner. (laughs) Right, other than how many millions of businesses are there out Mm -hmm. there? So what does every small business, or what does every business owner read in her mind? The Wall Street Journal. And so she took out a $75,000 one-time ad um, to announce her product to the world. And about a week later, she called in tears because she didn't get a single call. Now she had $5,000 left. Her business was, you know, on the ropes, and she didn't know what to do. It's hard to help somebody like that because yeah. there's yeah. no money left.
0: I would, in her case, I would say go to every local business um community reporter or even trade magazines and the as seen in the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, use this the product. social proof
1: at least. Do something this with it. This product was
0: seen in the Wall Street Journal. It was an ad, but yeah. it was seen in there and she's local.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because still to this day, I'm sure you get it too when, when you ask, well, who's your market? You, I still get everybody. Mm-hmm. No. So I I was working with someone who has lotion and and so she's she was like, "I know I'm not supposed to say everybody, but it is everyone cuz everyone has skin." <laughs> and I said, "Oh my gosh, so we I looked at her product and her product, it's a $20 bottle of lotion. Well, you can get a, you know, $4 bottle at Target." So We had to really come to terms with okay, this is not for everybody. This is definitely for you know an older it was an older woman, an older demographic. It was very much geared towards like light skin for like eczema, psoriasis, that kind of thing. And because of the price point, I'm like your market. Sorry, it's a higher level income because not everyone's going to spend twenty bucks on a bottle of lotion. And so we really identified that. And then so. That's great advice on the PR side. What I would have done was say, hey, let's get (laughs) super targeted on Facebook because Facebook ads are in. You can be so targeted with like the income and and the ages and the locations. I mean, I would have, you know, Palm Beach, the island of Palm Beach, you know, you can get really specific. And so um, so we really had to identify who her true to target market is. It's it's hard to do because we don't want to. As a business owner, we don't like to get niche or exclude. Yeah. Yes, yeah, because we believe in our minds that we're excluding people. When mm-hmm. really, when you're so niche, it's almost like, I tell people like when 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 you get an email from someone and you're like, oh they're speaking directly to me like that's my they feel me that's where yeah. i am that's what we need to mm-hmm. have in our advertising and when we're trying to get people to purchase or to look at our product and products. Then grow from there
0: when you've yeah. uh, used up that entire demographic or that entire market then you can grow from there
1: and and other people will find you mm-hmm. i think that's the thing too is like you'll have this specific message that will touch someone so much that they'll that they'll be like that is for me but then other people will be like huh maybe that's a good yeah. option and then You know, that then you get talking about like sales funnels and all that. But I just feel like when you're so niche, it only helps you, doesn't hurt you. And I think it's just so I deal with it. I deal with it in my business too, because I could get a little bit more niche. Mm -hmm. And I, 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 you know, there's just everybody should
3: use you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every small business. Everyone. (laughs) Everyone. But
1: it's like, no, I know that's not true. Um, So anyway.
3: It's hard to find the target. Yeah, and it, and it takes it an is. outsider, as you yes. said in the beginning. It yes. takes an outsider to come in and say, "Hey, let's narrow this down. Let's find the specifics about yeah. who your customer so really like is." Everyone
0: be. should have that, you know, quick elevator uh, elevator pitch or that, you know, coffee shop conversation to tell a friend to tell someone new what you do and get you to refine because everyone can use that that um, that lesson in in
1: refinement and having that niche and focus yeah and it's harder I think I think it becomes harder as especially as like a more small business or a solopreneur Mm -hmm. because we do so many different things and it's hard to just say the one thing but example if you're an attorney and you practice different areas to just pick the one that you're that is like the most profitable in your business that you wanna get the most referrals for, and just use that one. Because right. people are still gonna call you and be like, I know you do this, but do you also do that? Yeah, exactly. It just it Can you refer exactly. me? Or, yeah.
3: yeah. Okay, to our listeners, this is Scoring Your Business brought to you by Palm Beach Score, an organization that provides free mentoring to entrepreneurs who are just getting started or to those who've been around for a while. Remember to tweet about the show using hashtag scoreyourbusiness. Please stay tuned. We will be back in
2: two minutes. Blue Ivy Communications is a South Florida-based public relations and communications agency. Looking to get your business positive exposure and media coverage? Blue Ivy can help. Need assistance with the grand opening of a restaurant, store, or company? Blue Ivy can help. Blue Ivy has been successfully securing media coverage for their clients for the past seven years. Blue Ivy represents businesses of all sizes in a variety of industries, including health, legal, Medical, recovery, restaurant, travel, corporate, and nonprofit. Contact the team today by visiting Blue Ivy Emailing info at Blue dot or calling 561-310-9921. I want to be on the cover of. Forge Welcome back magazine. to Scoring
3: Your Business, a program brought to you by Palm Beach Score, a nonprofit organization that is dedicated to helping small business owners succeed. Check us out online at palmbeach.score.org. Today we are talking marketing, public relations, social media, and all those time consuming chores that a small business owner faces. Our guests are Kate Bowman and Melissa Perlman. So, what was the hardest part for you in getting your business going, Ooh. Penny? It's super easy for me. <laughs> I and it's not
1: challenging at all. Um, oh, she no lies. Has, please, you can start. while so I, I have all the answers. No, no. You know, I, I think it's really challenging because for for me, what I have found has been the most difficult part is like we talked about is is kind of honing in on on. Who I really am serving and how I can best serve them. I think I'm a solopreneur, so I'm building something different. It's a service company. It's not a product company. Sometimes I I wish I was in a product oh, company, and then when I, but then my friends who are in product companies are like, oh, believe me, it's its own headache. So I think it's it's really you know, every day you just, I feel like I have i have conversations with my friends and I say, I feel like I have aha moments every six months. And I'm like, this is it. This is the thing that's just going to catapult and just, I, I figured it all out and I start working on it. And then like six months later, I'm like, no, no, no. This is it. This is the thing. And so I think that as you continue to build and grow and you meet different people and you open your eyes to opportunities. I mean, I am now doing work with, with GoDaddy and Startup Nation and and people who have found my videos online that I didn't know that was an option. I didn't know that I could get paid to create videos for people. So I think that it's just been kind of a constant, as long as you're moving and growing and, and you know like your purpose, it, it's just kind of evolving and growing hiring the right people, you know, getting people like as a solopreneur, I work, I use a lot of sites like Upwork to get freelancers. And like, that's been a challenge Just I've wasted a lot of money on the wrong people. And so learning that whole process and
3: Oh, that's going to always happen. Right. It's always going to happen.
1: Learning how to have difficult conversations with clients. You know, I've had to fire some clients, but mm-hmm. I want to, con- I want to obviously st- keep that relationship. And so that's been something that's had to push me out of my comfort zone. And so I just think, you know, you just have to keep growing and moving and pushing yeah just keep pushing and figuring things out and and I feel like as long as like for me it's the common thread has always been small business I love them and a lot of the things the work that I do is just all around them and I just feel like I'm doing I'm doing my thing and it's working so far
3: <laughs> okay Melissa how are you going to follow up on that one I
1: know I know
0: <laughs> I would say when I started Blue Ivy Communications about 7 years ago, it was um it flowed very easily. So I started off not really advertising, it was just referrals based on people I knew from former jobs from friends of family, from family, and everyone's like, oh, uh, you know, I want to be in the newspaper or I would post something on Facebook. Oh, I want that for my company. Like, what can you do for me? And it just sort of flowed like that very easily. I shouldn't say easily, but it flowed very easily for a good five to six years. And then it got to the point when I was asking myself, "Is is this it? Is this what I want? And when I started this company, that's what I thought. I just wanted the flexibility and the ability to have this job and and have a company and help other companies and then I got to a point where well maybe I want this to grow a little bit more and maybe I want it to be able to exist with me going on vacation or me going on a trip or taking a couple of days off um, so in the last year and a half I've gotten to the point where I want to have other people helping me so it's not just me and that has been the hardest um, the hardest, part in the past seven years of finding other people to be able to replicate what I do to teach them to taking the time to teach them to do it as well as I can and not to get to that point well I could have done that faster Um, and just spreading not being spread too thin in that way
3: ladies thank you so much for being here and I promise we will see you again Remember, Palm Beach Score exists solely to help you bring your entrepreneurial dreams to reality and reality to your dreams. Please always remember that whether you are a for-profit business, whether you want to start a small or a big business, or whether you want to start a non-profit organization, Palm Beach Score is here to help, and our mentoring services are absolutely free. Now for pennies two cents. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And that I borrowed from Socrates. Mm -hmm. We will continue our discussion about the impact more than 375,000 small businesses have on Palm Beach County, where they collectively employ 98.9% of all residents. Chances are, if you are listening to this program, and you have a job you are working for a small business with less than 20 employees cover
0: of magazine smiling next to oprah and the queen
3: oh every time i close my